What's the thing that scares you the most? Confined spaces and uh, blood particles in the air, the dark, that coral thing that's been staring at me since I came in here. Chris, I'm scared to death. Welcome to the Sum of All Fear podcast, the show that examines real-life phobias and the horror movies that prey on them. So pour yourself something strong, Feardos, and let's find out what makes you afraid. What's it say? This bubbly water says, hold cans with me. Hold cans with me. <laughs> That's adorable and also kind of salacious. We're addicted to those bubbly waters lately. Totally. This one's grapefruit. It's they're good. They're actually pretty damn good. I like them. I understand the memes, and they're better for you when people talk trash on like um, what's that other really popular uh, la uh, the other really popular one. Oh, I don't know. Sparkly water. The Lacroix. Oh, Lacroix. Yeah. Or Lacroix. Or yeah. Whatever. People always didn't they find out Lacroix was like like had some issues like some issues with like the water wasn't or like it was bad or had some sort of like I want to say that there's some sort of like artificial sweetener in it something something was going on with it recently I don't know if these bubbly waters are supposed to be like no, no sugar, calories no, no nothing no nothing yeah just like water but like with natural flavors it kind of tastes like you ran water over a grapefruit yeah and it's good you're drinking that the kids even like them run over grapefruit water the kids even like them and they're not they're not soft drinks and you know, I googled to see. It's if still, it's it still isn't as good as as regular water. Good old fashioned whiskey. Oh well. Good old fashioned Jim Beam, and and the Kinklin that goes with it. The associated Kinklin. Um, but uh, we're back. It's been a little bit of uh, of uh, of an absence. We're back, bitches. We're sorry again for the delay. Life happens. But you know what? I think we're gonna kind of you know we may be a, we we may put one out. Once a week when we can, we may put one out once every other week when we can. We've it's, been in it's, this that's life, a man. While now, so you know, we'll put out once every couple of weeks now. <laughs> and you'll be okay with it. You know how it Secretly, works. Secretly, you'll harbor resentment. You know how it works. I mean, every couple of weeks, is, you know, you just have to put it out every couple of weeks, just to just to keep things just, just to keep things you, status quo. Just until you ask us to marry you finally after ten years. Just status quo. That's all. That's all you need. You know, just just uh, just a couple of weeks. Every couple of weeks, no big deal. Uh, but welcome back, folks, to the Sum of All Fear podcast. Hey, uh, I'm Drew. I'm and Chris. That's Chris. I'm the horror nerd, and she's the smarty pants therapist, fire engine, red-haired co-host, and my sexy wife. Brain ninja. Um, if you like the show, we've we've got some listeners, some people who have been following us uh, pretty consistently. Um, if you like the show, please uh, go to your podcast apps, give us a rating, give us a review, check out our social media. Uh, we're on Facebook at Some of All Fear Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at Some of All Fear Pod. Uh, and any questions on phobias um, or any movies that you think would be great phobia movies uh, or just want to chat with us, you know, directly about something, send us an email um, at some of all fear podcast at gmail.com. And that's my spiel. That's my spiel. Boom. That's, that's my thing. That's my, that's my, my little. You need a sign off. Like when you do like Emerald. Bam. Bam. Yep. That's it. But uh yeah, get that out of the way. Got all the got all the the official stuff out of the way. Um, but yeah, we've been busy, man. It has been really, really busy. Uh, busy with we've had car problems. We had our, we had our car breakdown, which was fun. Um, it, which you know, honestly, we've 
we've lucked out. We have, we have two beater old cars. We've been needing new cars for a couple of years now. They're both over 200,000 miles. He says beater. I love my car. He, She's really attached. I don't, it runs. I cannot wait to buy it a new car. It's great. Would I like to have a new one? Absolutely. Do I need a new one? No. Do I think about it every day? Absolutely not. That I do. That would my time. Well, whatever. Wasting my time. I need a new car. It goes from ya to ba. And that's all I need. <laughs> it goes from point A to point B. Does it protect me from the wind? Yes. Okay. Bonus. I want like Bluetooth and be able to listen to my music and to be, I, my car has, has long since not been able to do a lot of the things that I would like it to do and it's time. But yeah, so we were dealing with that and we had uh, baseball season that started with our little league teams, which is just freaking nuts. Six games a week. Yeah, we did. I think we did have six games last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Six games at between average, the two kids, an average of an hour and 45 minutes to three and a half hours. Yeah. It's pretty and nuts. Max. And of course I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm but Glutton for punishment. Have one loss so far on each team. So That's right. We're doing good. Through. Yeah, we're winning. We're, we're we're playing well. The kids are playing well, and it's just a giant time suck. But it's fun. And but are and you know what? Fun time suck. You only have this time in your kids' lives once, right? So and it's only for six weeks. It's it's just is what it is. It's more like eight weeks. More like ten weeks. But Shut up. you're forgetting about about playoffs and playoffs. 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 Um. We also, we snuck out and saw Pet Cemetery one night. Oh, we did. We, we were going to go see Us, but I was like, you know what? I know we've been talking about going to see Us. You've been bugging me like so much to see Us. Us, 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 Us. I even had the great idea. We have a drive-in in Sparks. It's right near us. And I love the drive-in. And this is a hearkening out to you, Joe Bob. I love the drive-in. And Drew had the opportunity to see both of these at the That's right. Back to back at the drive-in. Back to back. But it was a, back. it was a freezing ass cold night. Cold so night. the drive-in's only fun if you can bust out some, some lawn chairs and, I know. I like you know, I wouldn't like to snuggle up with you in the back. I just, I, like, the back my, the my, my car again is not comfortable enough to sit in through a whole movie. No, in the back trunk. Do you remember when we took that car to the drive-in when we were young and in love? But then we would have to open. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Good fun. Good times. Um, but yeah, no. The drive-in lives on. I, I'm all about the drive-in. In fact, actually, that'd be kind of fun. We should go see us at the drive-in if it's still there. It might be because they're pretty good about keeping things for a little bit longer than the theaters. So we'll see. Now you want to go. Um, but Pet Cemetery was pretty fun. I liked it. A scary double feature at the drive-in. Did you like Pet Cemetery? I did. It was pretty good. I thought it was fun. And we saw it because it was open. We saw it on opening night. And I never get to go see movies on opening night. And I was like, you know what? It's opening night for Pet Cemetery. Let's go. And the theater was not very busy. So I don't think it, I don't think it did. I haven't it looked at the numbers. Night, but it was Thursday night. They too. did. That's when they normally do opening nights, like Wednesday nights at midnight or Thursday. That's normally opening nights for movies. Meh. In the last, you know, 30 years. <laughs> um, but it was kind of good. I liked it. I, I thought they did enough different stuff with the with the original uh, that it made it it made it interesting. I thought it was fun. What'd you think? It was cute. I liked it. Uh, I thought that it was awesome that the little girl went all rampage murder. Uh, 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 spoiler alert. Whatever. Oh, they, I guess they know that from the trailers. Yeah. But I will say this: the trailers did. I didn't watch. I only watched the very first trailer, so I knew about the girl uh, being, you know, being the 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 zombified the one who dies. Um, but apparently there were some other trailers ca that came out that gave away a lot more about the plot, which I don't understand. And I listened to the directors this week on a podcast, talk about why they did it. They, 
just trying to drum interest, I guess. And, sure. and, and they, they had done some studies that if you give away a lot of plot points, people are more likely to go to the movie. Well, I wonder, if, um, but I still think that's kind of, that's, that's super lame. I wonder if part of that is the same reason that I look up spoilers because these major plot points in these movies, if we kind of know ahead of time what to expect, it's a little bit more enticing to see how they're going to play it out, especially with a movie that is in, in a remake process. I guess maybe I, you know, I, I always I, diss on my process. I, I, no, I think you're, I think you're right. You're, I'm sure you're right. I, I'm sure that's true. I just don't think it's, I don't like it. I know you don't like it. So I, it, it might be, you're probably exactly right. I just think it's dumb. I want to reflect the words that you said back to you. I'm right. Yeah. Well, you're right. Most of the time. That's not new. It says, you think that's some, that's not some sort of like, I never. that's not, right. that's not some sort of deep, dark admission. Like I am pretty certain that's normally the case. Um, and the ending got criticized a lot, which, but I kind of liked it. It was, it was, it was good. Um, oh, my school alarm went off. Gotta go pick the boys up from school. I put the phone on airport mode, but apparently that doesn't, uh, airplane mode, but that doesn't change uh, having the alarm go off. That's good to know. But um, yeah, so that was fun. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I am still on team original though, because, you know, I like Herman Munster and I like his his East Coast accent. John Lithgow just didn't quite do it for me, you yeah, know? That was what you Some, mentioned. Sometimes that is better. You know, that's good. I like that. That was a good impression. Yeah. So, you know, overall though, I'd give it probably like a B minus. It was, it was a fun remake. We give it three screams. Yeah. Yeah. And they did some good things to kind of drive you off the, like take you like thinking that something's not going to happen. And then it does, you know, know, stuff from the original. Yeah. So, uh, Joe Bob marathons we've been watching on Friday nights again. And we we didn't live tweet this last week because I, I was gone, um, somewhere, but Last week we did mm-hmm. cue the wing serpent was the first one. Uh, and the second one he did was society, which is our movie for today, which Yay! I thought was really freaking great timing. We, amazing. we totally had decided on doing society before he, before he did that episode. So and he imparted some amazing knowledge. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got some cool shit from Joe Bob. We'll never be able to do it better than him. No. No, you hell no. Can't follow that up. But it's just such a freaking bonkers movie that, you know, it's so great. It's super It's a good one to talk about. And it was fun listening to him talk about it. Oh, yeah. And then this week he did Deathgasm, which was a pretty freaking badass movie, too, I which I had never movie, seen before. Actually. I've almost turned it on a couple a of times. New Zealand death metal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah calling the oh, devil God. from your, 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 your metal music, you know, total like play on the, the 80s, uh, you know, uh, satanic panic stuff. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great movie. And then he did the changeling, which is a classic. Uh, it's a classic haunted house, you know, type movie with uh, George C. Scott. That's a really probably one of the top, you know, I'm sure it's one of the considered one of the top 20 or 30, at least horror movies of all time. It's a, it's a good one. So, so that was kind of our last couple of weeks. We've just been busy, crazy busy doing lots of stuff. Um, getting ready to add new jobs, possibly adulting. Yeah. Adulting. Um, you know, boring shit. I know. I wish I was podcasting and watching more horror movies. That's what I wish I was doing. I know. You would never be. I need, you know what, uh, our one listener out there that's independently wealthy, just, you know, prop (laughs) us up, man, hook us up and we'll just do this for the, we'll do, we'll do three episodes a week. I don't like your pandering. (laughs) I'm pandering to the one person out there that's independently wealthy. I know they're, they're listening. Maybe they're in maybe they're in New New Zealand and they're death metal fans. What do maybe we have they're to offer them? 
Maybe they're uh, British and they really enjoyed our Anglophobia episode. Maybe. maybe. Or maybe they were terribly offended. offended (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, I know we talked about me doing the What the Fear segment, but you had already prepared. So I think uh, I think we'll 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 go traditional and uh, and we'll still have you do the uh, do the What the Fear this week. What do you think? Sure. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? It's time. For everyone's favorite phobia-based trivia game. What the fear? You say it now. What the fear? There you go. Okay, you have to say it like that. All right, it's time for... What the fear? Yada da, yada da. Da 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 Cheesy music, cue it. Cheesy game show music. Yeah. Um, what the fear is our is our phobia based trivia game where 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 uh, Chris gives us a word and, and a couple and a couple of clue and a clue sometimes a couple of clues if you really need it and then yes and most of the time I do um, and then I have to guess uh, poorly. About what the no, don't say poorly. You got two out of three the time before this time. I, I'm I'm doing better with the hints. You're doing great. I'm starting to starting to to be careful with your your uh, your paper there. It's Sorry. gonna it's gonna kinkle all over. I don't the, want it to. It, it would be it would crinkle. It'd be crinkling. It would be crinkling and you're kinkling. <laughs> um, but yeah, you give us a word, you give us some clues, and then we got to guess uh, what the phobia is. Yeah. So without further ado, what is our first word for today? Your first word. First word for today. Wow. Is I ran that together. Ergophobia. Ergophobia. E-R-G-O-phobia. Ergophobia. E-R-G-A-O. Phobia. Mm-hmm. Ergophobia. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. People with uh, ergophobia, ergophobia might seem lazy as your hint. People with ergophobia. They might heck Mondays. Heck Mondays. Uh-huh. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that a hashtag a Heck Mondays? Heck Mondays. It's like the work um, appropriate version of Fuck Mondays. Mm, I see. Hmm. Let's see. Might seem lazy. Uh, do these people fear work? They do. These people... Fear work. That makes sense. Yeah, they fear work. And there's actually six different kinds of ergophobia um, of varying severities and varieties that kind of narrow down why someone would be so fearful of going to work. Um, But they would heck Mondays, but like every day, they would just heck every day. And it's very commonly seen in healthcare workers, um, more commonly known as the corollary burnout. Wow. So I have that. I don't like work. Mm-hmm. I don't like work at all. Yeah. Um, you probably have burnout. Can I just claim this phobia? You can't. And, and like, you know. That's not how any of this works. No? That's, that's not how this the, works? That's not how any of this works. No. I don't want, I have ergophobia. I don't want to go. I, I don't, I, I can't I, work today. I'm going to blow up the building. <laughs> My stapler. Give me my stapler back. This is gonna blow up the building. So you're one for one. Great job. Wow. Doing work. That was a pretty easy one. That was a pretty easy one. I will say. I think that was pretty easy. I think a lot of these might be easy today. Oh yeah. 
for you. Woohoo! So, okay. Ergophobia is the fear of work. Okay. All right. Let me get back to my crinkling here. Um, your next one is turophobia. Turophobia. T-U-R-O. Phobia. Turophobia. Turophobia. And terrible. Is, terrible, terrible, terrible. For a turophobic, their dream vacation wouldn't be to Plymouth, Wisconsin. <laughs> for a turophobic, their dream vacation wouldn't be to Plymouth, Plymouth, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Plymouth, Wisconsin? Plymouth, Wisconsin. In all of your... Is there something carny, specific about Plymouth, Wisconsin? There is. In all of your carny travels, I thought you would know this right off the bat. Oh, man. Come on. In um, case those of you don't know, Drew was a carny. Is Plymouth, Wisconsin parents. where the Cheese Castle is? I don't know. <laughs> um, is it where, It's not where the Mars Cheese Castle is? I've never been. No? Is That's it, all I know about the hint. Is it where the Wisconsin Dells are? I don't know. No, the, I have no idea. Uh, uh, okay. Plymouth, Wisconsin. Turophobia. It's not like terrible. It's not ter- It's not the fear of Charles Barkley. It's not It's not the fear of Charles, Charles Barkley. Terrible, swing. terrible, terrible. It's so terrible. It's pretty terrible. We saw him it's at the, we saw him at the, uh, we ta- see him every year at, at the, the Tahoe, Tahoe celebrity tournament and uh celebrity golf tournament one time. Yeah, and, we saw and Justin Timberlake that year that he got groped by someone in the crowd. Now he won't come back. Now he won't come back. This is why we Maybe that's, nice I'm things. sure that's not the reason. I'm sure he gets groped by people all the time. That's probably why he won't go back. If you hadn't things. groped him, maybe he would have come back. It wasn't me. Oh, I'd go down and blaze of glory trying to do that I, no. yeah right i was sitting on a boat mm, on, on a boat, a boat. <laughs> <laughs> we both did that at the same time okay you're i'm you're... on a boat um terrifo I'm, I'm stalling right now because I I, I I feel like i should know what's in plymouth wisconsin but i i don't think you i should, do so this I, this this hint i think you've been there before i don't think I i've ever been it, to plymouth I think you'll kick yourself but I've been to lots of places in Wisconsin, but Plymouth does not stand out in my head. Is there Plymouth. something about the name Plymouth? Like it's not the fear of pilgrims. No. Um, is that your guess? No, okay. I'll guess. Uh, let's see. Let's do the fear of. Uh, beer. 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 Why beer? Well, I was going for the big things in Wisconsin, right? Beer, cheese, cows. Uh, uh, cows I mean, and cheese are very closely linked. You know this, right? Walleye. Walleye. Um, no, those of you. Ed Gein. <laughs> Serial killer Ed Gein. Yes, it's a fear of Ed Gein. <laughs> Which um, is a justified fear. I mean, yeah, he did no, like yeah. to make lampshades. He did like to make lampshades fear. out of out of people um, and nipple belts. Oh, I don't think that's the first time I brought that up on the show. Nipple belts. Yeah, nipple belts. You never wear the one I got you. I know you never. <laughs> But it or goes, that, or that it goes so well with tie. my, it goes, it goes so well with my vulva cowboy boots and your labial tie, my labia tie. <laughs> um, oh, so good uh, Plymouth, Wisconsin is uh worldwide known as the uh, capital of cheese. So it was cheese. It was the fear of cheese. Yeah. That's what I guessed originally. No, you didn't. You asked if there was a cheese castle there. That's what I guess. Damn cheese. it. That's why I went with beer because it didn't seem like that cheese was right. That's what I should have gone for. So, um, fun Turophobia. fact. I should have known that too because I, tur- I think I've heard Tura used with cheese before. Fun fact. Uh, it's related to um, 
this fear is related to getting um, traumatized in early childhood, AKA our kids who our eldest son was diagnosed as lactose intolerant when he was very young, but he is all this is a milk allergy that was like mild, but for the longest time he was afraid of cheese and his youngest brother who had never at all been tested or anything also had the fear of cheese. Yeah, they just don't because well, of because of him. They're just I, I've noticed it without. There's lots of other kids too. Like there's lots of other kids that are their age that don't even, like cheese. I don't understand it. Yesterday, okay, so um, we got to the field right at baseball, and he loves their cheeseburgers. Right, cheeseburgers with melted cheese. Right, he comes back um, because I asked him to get me one as well, and he said sure. So he went and he got got two of them, and he brought brings them back. And he's got this look in his face, and he's like. They put the cheese on after. And it's just like sitting on the patty. And he was so reluctant. He should have taken it back. That's not right. He was so reluctant to eat it. It was hilarious. I was like, oh my gosh. It's terrifying. You should have had him take it back. Because that's not right. You don't don't just set cheese on top of a burger. That's that's fucked up. Come on. Who was was working the grill? I'm going to get him fired. I have no idea. They're volunteers. I know they're volunteers because I work the grill (laughs) as well. Um, so yeah, either it's early childhood trauma or watching someone who has kind of a fear or a, a, an aversive reaction to cheese, um, or the texture of cheese that kind of get people this terophobia. Interesting. Right? All right. Well, I should have gotten that one, you but have. you, but your, your poker face led me down a different road. Pa, 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 poker face, pa, pa, poker face. Pa, poke your ma, face. Ma, ma, ma. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your last one? All right. Let's go. Your final phobia is kaetophobia. Kaetophobia. Spell it for me. C-A-E-T-O. Phobia. Kaetophobia. C-A-E-T-O. Kaetophobia. Or kaetophobia. Kaetophobia. C-A-E-T-O. Phobia. Yeah. Okay. And your hint is um, this would be a terrible phobia considering we've got 100,000 to 150,000 of these. Like in our body? We've just got them. We've just got them? We've got them. 100 to 150,000 of these in our body. Mm-hmm. We've just got them. Are they in our body? We've just got them. Where? We've just got them. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's not answering my question. I know. We've just got them though. Um, Ooh. Okay. Hmm. Let's go with hundred to 150,000 of these. We just got them. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm going to say the fear of words. No. I was thinking words in our vocabulary. No? No. Um, Kaetophobes are afraid of hair. Ah, you know what's funny? I thought that right when I right when you, right when you first said it, I was like hair, you know skin why? cell, like you know cells. Why? I know because cells be more than that. When I said it, I was twisting my ponytail mm. hair. And then I was like, stop. That's probably why. And then I like put my hand down very slowly. <laughs> totally. So I totally um, had that cross my mind. So, so yeah. they're scared of hair, which actually relates to our movie today. Did you know that? No, I did not. Do you remember? Do you remember the, 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 the big weird mom? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember how she just like hands people hair balls? Yeah. 
you remember that? Yeah. Like it's disgusting. What what about it? I that it's a fear of hair. Hello. Yeah, the she, fear of hair. She hands people hairballs. She would be too afraid. No, I mean <laughs> if she did that to a kayak a, a Oh, Kadefo. Sorry, Kadefo. Um, they would be very upset. They would be incredibly upset. Yeah. She just hands yeah. people hairballs and puts yeah, them in their no, hands. She's, and, she's got some form of trichotillomania. Where uh, she pulls wasn't she eating it or something too? Yeah, or like hawking it up? Or yeah. I don't know. That's she's the weirdest thing. character in the whole movie. And that's some, and that's saying something in the, in this movie. Trichotillomania is a real thing. Yeah. Just uh, chewing on hair. So kaetophobes would be paralleled with phallics. People who love hair? Kaetophiles. Oh, yeah. people who are obsessed people with hair. obsessed with hair. Yeah, or fetishize hair. Fetishize There's hair. definitely hair fetishes. There's Absolutely. no doubt about that. Um, and so your fun fact about this is that um, if you're terrified of your own hair, um, you can also have um, a more specific fear, like fear of loose or detached hair. So not it being on your body, but it being detached from your body. And I actually experience a little bit of this, like, preoccupation because when I'm taking a bath, I actively look for hairs in the bathtub and I get them out of the bathtub before I can continue my bath. Huh. I don't like loose hairs in my bathtub with me. Interesting. I also have been shaving my arm hair since I was 16. That's right. You have, you're not a fan of hair. So I'm not a fan of hair. Not to get too personal, not to get too personal, but you are not a fan of hair. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so yeah, I have I have a little bit of this, a little bit of this disgust at the idea of loose hair in the top of me. Bare yeah. necessities, those simple bare necessities. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. I got you this time. I thought with my clues that you would get all of them. I should have gotten. Should I think I should have gotten those last you two. Gotten I should have. Definitely should have gotten That's cheese. Okay. Great job, great job, those of you out in Feardo world. Um, if you were playing along. Yeah. And so today we're going to be talking about people, people who are afraid of society. Society. They're afraid of. This is a pretty broad one. They're afraid of people. And we're not talking about folks who experience delusions as a result of mental illness. Well, we'll get into um, that. We'll get into that. That because, are identified by like schizophrenia or schizoaffective right, disorder. Right. So there's, well, there's a number of things that can be confused with this phobia. Right. Have, and really, and really our movie for today probably is a kind of delves a little bit into confusion as to where this phobia really probably uh, lands. But uh, sure. our phobia for today is, I, I listened to a pronunciation of it. It's actually anthropophobia, anthropophobia, sorry, anthropophobia. It looks like it should be anthropophobia, right. but it was Supposedly and, now, uh, pronounced anthropophobia. An, anthropophobia. Antrop anthropophobia. Antropophobia. Antropophobia. <laughs> I'm going to let you say it. Antropophobia. 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 The fear of society. All right. We're talking anthropophobia. I'm never going to pronounce it right. Nope, me either. Anthropophobia. Uh, this phobia is a social phobia. It's the fear of society, the fear of people. Um, and it's a pathological, persistent, and excessive fear. Uh, and it's from the Greek. Our etymology comes from an anthropos or anthrop anthropos or anthropos, uh, which means man or human. 
So pretty easy. Um, but it differs from some of those other fears like agoraphobia and things like that, or, uh, that we've talked about before. Um, give us a little, uh, give us, give us the lowdown here on this, uh, on this here fun phobia of the day. Sure. I mean, this one can even be, um, differentiated from interpersonal, interpersonal relational phobia, which is kind of like a tangent off, um, of anthropophobia. I have, I'm going to say it real slow. Yeah, and well, see, what I when I heard pronounced it didn't pronounce a th, but I can't stop I can't pronouncing not. it. So whatever. I can't. I can't not see it. Okay. Um, so yeah. Anyways, there is a, a differential diagnosis to be discussed with regards to um, anthropophobia versus, let's say, social anxiety disorder. Right. Right. Um, so what do you think the differences are? So, um, I you know I'm not sure. I, I know that. I mean, I, I think a social anxiety disorder. Um is a result of panic attacks and things like that, maybe, or, or like being, I don't know. Actually, I really have no idea. I have no clue. That's what we pay you the big so, bucks for. So social anxiety is more of an intense anxiety when in a social situation or um, when predicting you might be in a social situation, right? Whereas anthropophobia could also include symptoms um, of anxiety that are unrelated to actual social interaction, interaction, or, or even with a single person. And what I mean by that is it doesn't take social interaction to have anthropophobia. So you can be an introvert, mm -hmm. right? That, that just, that, but even in, and so even interact, well, I guess I'm confusing the yeah, different things, but, but you can be somebody who, who you don't go out into society at all. But if the, the mailman comes to the door, you're not going to answer it. No. Cause you're scared of, any interaction with people, people in general, anything. Um, they just, they feel unsafe. Um, or you feel as though there's an anxiety in terms of your presence. Like I'm here and I'm, something is expected of me just because I'm here. And so there's this anxiety of not being able to deliver, not being able to be a part of, um, assimilate to, um, or become a member of this community, which is what makes our movie today. So hilarious to me. Um, because yeah, you think kind of about ties it, into it yeah. there is no society unless there's kind of a, a slight intermelding of one person with another within the society. Sure, sure. And these kind of common things that bind them together, uh, literally in the movie, <laughs> more figuratively in life. Um, so people with this specific phobia, um, it's actually an unclassified specific phobia. They they really fear all aspects of people and society and community. They're more likely to be hermits in the woods. So they literally like they, so they may move. So they're like, they're like the Unabomber, right? They they're going to, they're they going to, they're going to limit themselves to any, uh, you know, as little human contact as, as possible. They may be folks like, um, who are experiencing chronic homelessness and they choose to experience chronic homelessness because they would rather do that than have to live under any sort of rules or any sort of eye within society. Huh? It's a real intense anxiety or dislike of society. Interesting. So, so this thing would be, I mean, obviously this is incredibly debilitating. This is something that would be, be, you know, would, like you said, force you to live in the woods or force you to live in, mm -hmm. in, in, you know, on the streets or, um, what, what kinds of things, what, what are the characteristics of somebody with this phobia? Like what's the, what's the diagnosis? Like, like you said, it's different than social anxiety. 
disorder. It's different than, and, and uh, it's also different than agoraphobia. It's different than it can be confused with delusions um, as well, because people who are fearful of that somebody is going to hurt them right. or somebody is going to uh, that, you know, that's different, right? Right. So in order to have a diagnosis of this kind of a specific phobia unclassified, you have to really go through a lot of other diagnoses and rule those out first, right? You don't just go, Oh, well, these people don't like being people, around people. Yeah. So they're anthropophobic. Well, no, that's, that's not how this works. It has to be ruled out as not a symptom associated with any other mental disorder. Like for instance, bipolar disorder, um, can sometimes experience intense delusions. Um, and in schizophrenia, persecute, persecute, persecutory, persecutory, persecutory. Am I saying that right? Yes. Um, persecutory, uh, delusions are actually quite common. Um, they hear voices or they see things uh, that make them feel as though they're being attacked or being watched or being right. monitored somehow. Monitored by, them, by, right. Which makes them paranoid of society. But that's attached to another mental diagnosis. It's more delusional disorder, a delusional disorder as opposed to... It's more a symptom of a larger disorder like uh, schizoaffective disorder or um, schizophrenia. Like that we would see there. And if a person avoids going to a party or a social event, maybe for fear of being ridiculed or whatever, that, that is more of a social anxiety disorder, not this, not this well, phobia. Have to go a little bit further. Like, is it always just a party? Is it a party with someone specific in it that maybe I'm trying to avoid, or maybe I feel ashamed around, or I don't want to be put in a situation with, is this person maybe introverted, which is on the scale of, you know, not liking people, right? Sure. Um, like, I'm definitely on that scale. I would much rather hang out with dogs than people any day. Uh, but I'm not phobic of people or society. I actually understand a lot of aspects of, um, you know, human interaction. Well, and you actually don't, and you don't dislike being around people. No, it's and I just, don't dislike being around people. In smaller doses. But as an introvert, which you spoke briefly to that earlier, as an introvert, being around people actually saps a lot of my emotional energy. So, I, so, so, so there's, so there's, there's, there's the person that maybe is fearful that people around them want to hurt them mm -hmm. or harm them in some way or something like that. That's probably a delusional disorder of some kind or some sort of schizoaspectic. You have to look at it, right? Not, not, not all situations are the same. Uh, but then you have a person who avoids, uh, maybe avoids a person who looks like someone who abused them. Right. Right. That's more of a PTSD thing. That has to do with a traumatic event that we can right. pinpoint. And there's a specific symptom that, you know, causes a triggering event. It's not all of society. It's just these things that are triggering to them, right? And then there's other, then there's there's people who avoid being around people because they're afraid they're going to have a panic attack. Right. And right? that's anticipatory anxiety, right? So that's, I'm scared to be put in a situation that previously I have either experienced something fearful or I have been fearful in the moment. And that has caused me some sort of shame. And we've talked about that with the, and I want to avoid that with agoraphobia, right? Which is a, a big trigger of that, right? Which, you know, panic attacks in certain places. I don't want to go have the same, because I, I don't want to go. There. I can't go to the mall because I had a panic attack yeah. there and, and it was I very embarrassing. And I have another one. I will be, you know, absolutely just flabbergasted. Um, and there's people who have, like a long lasting pattern of like uh, sensitivity to rejection mm -hmm. or, you know, just prefer social isolation. Um, they may not be 
this phobia either. So there's a lot of things that that have that right. you have to really dig. So so what is it that's specifically characteristic of this phobia that would make it diagnosable as opposed to all of these other kind of social phobias? Because that's what I find really fascinating about this is that it's not these right. these other things that that when I first thought about it, I was like, oh, this is. I, I was assuming it was the fear of society, like, uh, you know, I, I'm scared that that everybody around me is, you know, out to get me kind of idea. Well, this is not the symptom. It's the diagnosis, right? So in the other examples that you were talking about, the delusions um, about society or about those around them, those are a part of the diagnosis. They're a symptom of a larger thing that's going on within someone. Whereas a phobia is very specific and very untied to anything else, right? So I fear being in society because I fear being ridiculed by society, right? So I want to avoid anything that has to do with society. I don't want to go to the grocery store because then I'll have to interact with people. People will have to see me. I'll have to be a part of this larger thing. And I don't want to be a part of that. Hmm. Um, it can be related to an intense trauma where you really just want to have separation uh, or you have that separation anxiety associated with losing someone very close to you and then not trusting people around you not to hurt you. So before they can hurt you, you just cut them off icy cold. Um, that's what differentiates these things that like anthropophobia from a symptom of a diagnosis. Of some other diagnosis. Right. But either way, a trained clinician would go into this and look at all the possible, you know, other things that it could be associated with. And they're probably not likely to be diagnosed with anthropophobia, right? They might be diagnosed with um and a specific phobia unclassified. Right. Where the focus is kind of around this, but we haven't ruled out the fact that- They would it, probably be diagnosed with a social anxiety disorder, yeah, most likely. Yeah, we haven't ruled out the fact that it's not related to social anxiety, right? right? So clinicians can actually have rule out diagnoses where you know they show, hey, I, I don't have enough information yet, or I haven't established enough rapport yet with this person to be able to figure out if it's this versus this, but this is what I'm thinking. And then over time, you collect evidence and you provide evidence and feedback as to, okay, now I kind of see what this is. Because people think uh, of bipolar disorder as this rapid shift in cycling and mood and, you know, all this stuff. Rapid cycling bipolar disorder is a an incredibly rare thing. Bipolar disorder cycles of mood last weeks and then are followed by normal periods and are followed by periods of depression that last months or years. All it takes is one manic episode that lasts longer than two weeks to be, diagno to be, to be diagnosed, diagnosed with, a, a with bipolar. bipolar. But it has to be longer than two weeks and it has to be not related to medication, drugs, right. you know, anything, anything outside. Like that, right. Yeah. So you would have to rule out all those things before you would give someone the diagnosis of bipolar disorder. Just like with anthropophobia, you'd have to rule out every other possible thing before it would be like, okay, really the focus here is this person is terrified of society being a part of society. They are, uh, they reflect a, a severe attachment disorder basically, hmm. um, with regards to people. You know, it was interesting. Uh, when we, we put out a, a post on Facebook a while back, um, 
that just the, the the picture just said you know what makes you afraid which is kind of our little little moniker right and then you know i, I kind of listed some information about our podcast and and links to some episodes and then put a little money behind it and promoted it on facebook and and so it you know it was seen by you know a lot of people and got a lot of responses what was interesting was a lot of the responses i was expecting you know clowns spiders. and spiders and Snakes. you know whatever flying you know the the typical phobias overwhelmingly, like I would say probably more than half the answers had something to do with like people, humans, government, other people, you know, uh, those were all the popular response. Politicians was a big one. Um, but like people was, it was a really big, a really big answer, which I thought was really interesting. And I guess that's, you know, I guess, you know, a lot of us kind of probably feel, I guess what makes you afraid is other people and and what other people can do to you and right. things like that. And I suppose in this extreme form, it could develop into something that you just don't want to be a part of anything in society at all. Right. And so Japan actually has done a lot of oh, studies. That's a big thing. That's right. I remember I was reading some right. of that. So um, anthropophobia is uh, tangentially associated with, um, and pardon my Japanese, uh, for my Japanese speaking friends out there, um, this is associated with Taijin Kyofusho, Taijin Kyofusho. Um, sounds pretty good. Right. Um, or an intense, an intense culturally specific fear of distress, um, is basically what that concept means. Um, and it's an intense fear of interpersonal relationships, especially offending others. Right. Well, it's a shame. It's a shame based culture. Right. Right. Where everything brings shame. Right. And so this um, phobic level of anxiety about offending others is impacting society to a point where they are not procreating enough to to keep up their right. culture. They're not boning because they're, they're not going out. They're not going out. Because they're too into, fearful into... or anxious of establishing any kind of relationship for fear of offending somehow, someone. Um, and so the government now has been tasked with a lot of initiatives in order to bring the Japanese population back together and encourage relationships and sexual bonding and procreation again. Um, one study of 150 Chinese and Japanese subjects included five anthropophobics plus two control groups of folks who were not anthropophobics. Um, and for the anthropophobics, they um, historically had more problematic parental relations noted, a stronger sense of collectivism characteristics, um, and uh, overwhelmingly had sexual contact prior to age 19, which seemed to create a discomfort with the opposite sex um, and was significantly associated with the diagnosis of anthropophobia and the severity well, let's, of the experience of anthropophobia. Let's be, let's be honest. I mean, we should all be ashamed of the sexual contact we had before we were 19 <laughs> years old. True. Because we were story. terrible. Man, we were all terrible. And we were awkward. And it we, was bad for everybody we, all around. We brought shame to our families. We brought shame to our families. Uh, so I get that. I understand. That, that makes sense. So yeah, I still bring shame to my family. So the contributions to the development of um, anthropophobia as this, st- this study indicates could be early sexual experiences um, that were negative, need for parental approval, uh, a shaped kind of conformity to norms um, that includes negative sexual attitudes. Uh, that's kind of reinforced by the collective, um, you know, the oriented to culture environment. Well, you can't say that about Asians. Oriented? 
Oh shit. <laughs> you are racist so- joke. No one heard that but you. <laughs> <laughs> I just made myself giggle a lot. <laughs> you did. You love. You made yourself laugh. That's so, not an accepted nomenclature. So yeah, nomenclature that is on this spectrum of the experience of anxiety of interpersonal relationships or of society or of people or of community um, is you know really an issue in Japanese culture right now that they're trying to, to are they figure even bring, out how to reverse? They're bringing in people from other countries like outsiders now there there's like a there's like a a tourism industry now basically centered around like bring people in from other countries because we got lots of women you can have sex with and have babies like to kind of keep like i was just reading an article about how they're moving people in and and they're giving like cheap you know cheap uh i don't know what do you call it immigration kind of deals to to people within certain age groups then certain certain types of people in society from other countries to come to Japan for that reason, because they literally are having a hard time getting, getting their own men to get out of their gaming chairs and go, go, go have some, some, some good old fashioned horizontal loving going on some, some bumping uglies because it's generational now. Um, and it's so rapidly declining their population that it's, it's terrifying. Their government has, an entire sector of government devoted to figuring out how to get people. It's to so crazy. Again. So crazy. That's why there's dirty panty vending machines and, you know, pocket pussy devices in vending machines there because they really are encouraging yeah. society to get. In those are government sponsored. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting how, how would you um, like to have that job? Like be the president of oh, the department damn, that'd of be really interesting president of the department of fucking, <laughs> Like that's the name of the, the DOF. I am the president of the DOF. I'm president oh. of the DOF. We're here to make you DTF. DTF. We're here to make you DTF at the DOF. At the DOF. <laughs> I think we just started our new department. Oh the- man, this is so good for our movie too. Cause there is just, there's some DTF in this one. Oh God. Some DTS yeah, down I, to I kinda, shunting. I, uh, <laughs> I kind of have a fear of, Shunting society and shunting after seeing this movie. Oh, I have an man, anticipatory so anxiety and thinking about what happens in this movie. It's society. so good. It's awesome. So uh, is there anything else that we need to know about, uh, about anthropophobia before we dive into each the other literal society, each other before we dive into each other into and society shunting nope. and, and gelatinous alien sex cults. From the rich and famous. Nope, I'll uh, I'll shunt my mouth now. <laughs> shunt your mouth around what? That's the question. Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned for this movie. Holy crap! Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so bad. Uh, I did want to do a couple of quick, just a real quick. Uh, I was thinking we we haven't really been doing honorable mentions much, but I really kind of wanted to, to pair this with they live the John Carpenter movie. It would have been a really good pairing, but man, doing two movies is a lot of work in these, in these uh, deals. But and, I do, and, I do want to mention honorable mention because or, uh, uh, they live as an honorable mention because it, it, uh, it, it definitely would have, would have given us some other talking points for, uh, great, for this phobia. But society offers so many great one liners 
that we couldn't pass up the opportunity to share them with our fellow fear. Oh my gosh. It's, we'll appreciate and it's na- it's it's titled society. So for the fear of society, it how are we great. not going to choose society? Good Lord. And thank you, Joe Bob for renewing yes. interest in society thank last you, week on, uh, on and the, uh, Darcy, the male girl. Yeah, for sure. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's dive into 1989's Brian Usna directed crazy ass film society, our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. I've never been paranoid. Fear plays a large part in family life. I feel like something's going to happen. And if I scratch the surface, there'll be something terrible underneath. He's afraid his sister... Could you zip me up, Billy? ...is not what she seems. God, Bill, what's the matter with you? He thinks his friends are out to get him. Make waves with you, you're going to drown. People are what they are. Now you have to learn to accept that. He's about to find out the truth. (laughs) Why why are you guys doing this to me, huh? What, you've been living with these people all your life and you didn't know anything about this? It's far worse than he could ever imagine. If you don't follow the rules, Billy, bad things happen. Didn't you know the Billy Boy? Rich, you've all sucked off low-class scum like you. Uh-oh, Billy? Clarissa? Don't be so intense. Now, some people make the rules, and some people follow the rules. It's a question of what you're born to. You never were one of us. You know, you really deserve what's going to happen to you. I, I don't think so. We... Setting you up for something? You know how I hate to give you drugs. You're officially dead. Don't go home, Billy. No, 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 no. Bill Whitney is about to become one. Showtime, Billy! With society. (laughs) Who are you? Let me give you a hand, Bill. (laughs) In Beverly Hills, what you fear. So, Chris. What's up, Drew? Do you want your, uh, do you want cream, sugar, or you want me to pee in your coffee? <laughs> this That's a line fucking movie. from the movie Society. These guys are literally anthropophiliacs. <laughs> oh, they are so sexually aroused by the idea of society. High society in this case. Yeah, so, so. Society is a, is a, is a 1989, uh, Brian Usna directed movie. Uh, Brian, let's, let's do a little, we'll do a little, we gotta do a little background on, on some of this, this, uh, these, the people that worked on this film. Cause Brian Usna, some of you guys probably know him if you're horror movie fans, cause he produced, uh, he's produced and directed a lot of stuff. Um, he's done, he directed Bride of Reanimator uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Return of the Living Dead 3, which is n- not the best Return of the Living Dead. Just watched it the other day, actually. Uh, he did The Dentist, 
which is actually a really good movie. Uh, I really liked it. It's got Corbin Burnson in, uh, starring as the dentist uh, from uh, Major League um of major league fame and uh, lots of other stuff he's done a shit ton of stuff um so he's done a bunch of bunch of stuff that he's directed uh, but he's probably most known for his his stuff that he's produced um because he's produced a, a a ton of stuff um he did uh the original reanimator with with Stuart gordon and he did a lot of things with Stuart gordon so like the guy's done him uh, a shit ton of, of, of stuff. Um, I believe he produced from beyond. Um, he did, he wrote honey. I shrunk the kids. Ooh, him and Stuart Gordon wrote honey. I shrunk Ew. the kids together down in Mexico. It's and then they were supposed to, that this guy made that movie too. Right. Isn't that, it's Ew. awesome. He did, but honey, I shrunk the kids. They were supposed to produce it and direct it too. Honey, I, I shunt the kids. Honey, I shunt the kids. <laughs> That's what this movie should have been called. Honey, I shunt the kids. Because there's a lot of that shunting of their own children. Oh, uh, there's a lot of incest going on. So much. Uh, honey, I shunt the kids. Damn it. That is so perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've got to send that to Joe Bob. <laughs> I think that's what, what the title of the album is. We've got to send be. that to Joe Bob uh, in, in uh, response to, to his 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 drive-in. Uh, damn it. I wish I had had that that night. I would have totally done like, uh, honey, I shunt the kids, but with like, reanimator people and mix it? it up oh my gosh i totally can <laughs> i love that uh but they're supposed to direct it and produce it and then they i guess Stuart gordon got they were down in mexico writing it and they Stuart gordon got super sick uh as you do in mexico and then wasn't able to do it somehow and then they end up finding new director and producer but then used i guess they still used their story hmm. for that movie so anyways lots of cool cool shit brian usen has done a lot of cool stuff but he's most most well known um for this like body horror type stuff, like reanimator, he's really pretty good at this, at this kind of, you know, the, these kind of movies. And, and I, and I think this is the, the cream of the crop. Some you things will. you can't unsee, bro. Um, the, the shunt, the it's shunting awful. of society is, and I is said shunting of so siblings and parents and neighbors and friends all into one gelatinous man pile but the real the real hero of this movie is is screaming mad george who did all of the special effects that's true and he's a he's a guy from japan whose real name is joji joji tanny but when he moved to the u.s he, he started going by george and then decided george was too generic so he changed his name to screaming mad george and the reason he went with screaming does the reason he went with screaming mad is because his favorite musician was screaming jay hawkins who i freaking love like rockabilly bluesy jazz superstar um guy's awesome uh and he loved mad magazine so we have him to thank for all of that all of all of the all of the gelatinous uh, uh melding of body parts um is is screaming mad george's uh, doing, which is pretty badass. He also did Big Trouble in Little China, which has some badass special effects too. Predator, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, which I think is probably, is definitely my second favorite next to the original. Uh, and he did Elm Street 4 also, which I think the special effects in those two are the best of any of the Elm Street movies. So um, we have him to thank for that as well. And he did a bunch of other, thanks, Screamin bunch of other Mad. shit too. But, but yeah, Screaming Mad George, mad props, bro. Mad um, screaming props. Yeah, big time. Uh, Society. What do you think of this wonderful movie? I, I haven't given I haven't given it a synopsis yet, but I will. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of synopsize it as we go along. I think it's an anthropophiliac's dream. Yeah, 
It's you think you think people who just dream, get off on society, who just get off on being so intertwined and a part of, and maybe even like, uh, um, like gossiping and just kind of being in high society. In high society, so it, it kind of pits it. The movie kind of has this undergirding of class warfare, and the fact that there's this secret upper class society that that feeds on literally the the lower class. Do you want to know why right? that's fun? Why is that fun? Because um in biology an anthropophiliac um is a a being that prefers humans to other beings or actually it's in parasitology. Um but think of like mosquitoes, um dermatophyte fungus, fungus that feeds off of the derma in your face. Um, they feed, live, and grow preferentially on humans only. So they Ooh. are anthropophilic. Ooh, I like it. They're like parasites. Exactly. Feeding on humans. And that's exactly what they were in this crazy-ass society movie when they all just feed off of each other. And Well, let's let's talk about – let's talk about – let's give a little foundation here. If you haven't seen the movie and if you haven't – And they don't just regularly feed off of each other because, honey, I know we get eaten sometimes, but <laughs> it ain't like that. <laughs> ah, yes. No, this movie starts with a, uh, a, you know, kind of your typical 80s – main character you know he's got a he's got a fancy mullet um but he's having it like i think it starts out in the in the psychiatrist's office or it starts out with him like kind of freaking out and then we see that he's seeing a a, a, a shrink yeah that tells him that's perfectly normal yeah all of his problems you know oh I'm, I'm he's just and he's starting to get paranoid right he's starting to get paranoid that 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 he's not like the rest of his family and his family consists of mom and dad who are your typical, who are your typical Richie rich type parents. Um, and a sister who's like your typical Beverly Hills blonde, you know, pretty hot, you know, teenager and there. And, and so she's just probably a couple years younger than him. And, but he doesn't feel like he feels like something's off. Something's not right. He's starting to feel like he is not a part of this family. And this, and there's, this is all in Beverly Hills. So it's all very, you know, very Beverly Hills ish and, and, and you've got your, you know, your, your, your mansions and all the people they're interacting with are like these douchey and they all um, keep everybody at him. school. They all keep telling him, you know, they're very dismissive and they kind of gaslight him where they're like, no, you're remembering that incorrectly. That's not how it is. Well, you're we wrong. haven't gotten there yet. There's nothing he has. Nothing's happened to him yet. So, you know, they don't, they're, they're, he's kind of building up this, like, He's sensing some weird things and he's sensing some weird suspicions about his sister, about his parents, uh, about the people like every basically starting to be suspicious of everybody around him. Um, And it kind of develops into this where you're like, is this guy just, is he going mad? What's going on? And then, and then we have a scene in the early, pretty early in the movie, which Brian Usen actually stuck back in or stuck into the movie because he felt like there needed to be like a shocking sequence kind of early on. Um, and that was his sister showering and he walks in, uh, he walks into the bathroom and his sister's showering and, and I love how you're rubbing your I'm rubbing body my, I'm rubbing my, right my, now I'm rubbing as my if you're in the shower because right <laughs> she's rubbing her boobs and she's, and she's reaching down and she's, but she's, and she's rubbing her butt. Problem is her butt and her boobs are on the same side of her body. So he's looking through like the, the mirror, the, the opaque shower glass and realizes, my sister's boobs and her butt are on the same side. That's not right. Something is really wrong. And then he opens the door and everything's fine. And everything's fine. And 
by the way, I would really enjoy it if my if if my my butt was on this side. You know, how clean your ass crack would be. You would just constantly. That'd be so easy to get de- like down in there. It would so much look easier. Look really funny to watch you fuck somebody though. It would be it would be odd. Yeah, for sure. And I think, but I, you know what? Like, if you were built like that, you probably could be a porn star. I'm sure there'd be somebody out there that'd be way into that. But you like couldn't watch yourself copulate, you know, very well. That's right. Everything would be on the other side. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm true. thinking. Yeah, that would be a bummer. And it'd be weird. Never mind. I don't want a butt on my front to side. To like, to like th- see your butt. Thrusting. But it would be really easy if you could just flip around like that. Like, cause she was obviously able to like just change and morph her body well, any way yeah. she wanted to to really get in those hard to reach places. And I think that's what, that's what screaming Matt George was doing there in that special effect. He was trying to show us hard to reach places. Yeah. Show us, show us that, uh, you know, it's practical to be part of society It is as well. Yeah. Um, so, so, so that's, so he started to see that and he, and he started to think, am I going crazy? What the hell's going on? And then we have the typical, like Beverly Hills, you know, Oh, there's a party going on this weekend and blah, blah, blah. And his, and his, and his girlfriend is this like, super annoying, you know, socialite, super annoying bitch that that's just all he wants. She wants to do is just be in, you know, in this upper class and be invited to the right parties. And Oh, Ted Ferguson's parties this weekend. And, um, you know, and and so they're out on the beach and she's, she's just like, you know, Ted's over there with that other group. You should go, you should go, you know, try to get us invited to this party. You know, by the way, eighties bikinis, I love them. On point. I'm a big fan. High waisted eighties bikinis. Lots of lots of camel toe. Uh very, very skimpy. Does that remind you of the JC Penny ads when you were the a old kid? school days? Yeah. The old school, the old school. Uh, actually, you know what it reminds me of is I had a buddy. There was always that one buddy when you were growing up that, that had, had the mom. That had the, the parents that didn't give a shit. Mm. And so, like at like 10 years old, they they had like bikini girls all over their walls in on posters and stuff. And that's what those bikinis always remind me of. Is I had a buddy, uh Ralph Thayer. That always, and I think he maybe, I'm trying to think if he shared a room with his brother. He might've shared a room with his older brother. Maybe that was why but they always had like the race car girls and stuff mm-hmm. and the, and the, the bikini girls on the beach and like, you know, surfing ads and stuff um, all over the room. And that all those high-waisted bikinis always remind me of that. Cause that was like 1989. Um, but so they're on the beach and he goes and like, basically it's like, you know, they, he gets the like, you know, you're not part of us. You're not one of us kind of deal, you know? So he's still again, feeling like, He's in like this, a piece of shunt. He's in this hard. He's in this high class family, but yet he's not part of this family. He's mm-hmm. not getting invited to these parties. He's not, you know, all this stuff. And uh, so it goes along, and then we then we find out that this guy who's been kind of stalking his sister is actually like uncovering some really weird shit going on at home. And he brings it, and he's like, "Dude, I don't want you to be mad at me, bro, but I've been like, I've been, I've been." You know, something's fucking. I've been micing your family. What, what do they call that? Uh, uh, when they put a mic somewhere, um, bugging, bugging. Thank you. <laughs> I've been bugging. I bugged your, you know, your dad's car. I bugged your, you know, your, the, the living room or whatever. Um, and he's like, but he's like, he's like, just, just listen, just listen, you know? And so then he, he plays this, this, uh, this clip, uh, from his, his little, uh, uh, tape, tape recorder. recorder. Right. And, it's basically this whole thing where his parents are talking with his daughter, with the daughter. And they're like talking about how they're going to have this big old orgy. Really and, inappropriate. Yeah. And, and how, Oh, you can have sex with men and women. You can, you can do it with men and women and you can, you can do all this crazy stuff. And um, I think the mom, mom tells the daughter like, like, wow, your boobs look totally sexy. Guys are going to pop high ones when they see you. I oh love that. Pop, pop high, high ones. High ones. <laughs> 
Use that in a sentence this week, folks. Guys are going to pop high ones Guys when they see you. Guys are going to pop high ones when they see you. You're a sniper. Snipe Selly boys. We'll snipe Selly boys. Um, so, so he's like, so then he's like really freaking out. He's like, fuck, what is going on with my family? This is super messed up. And he's basically like, like, I've got to figure out what's going on. Like there, there's some incestuous weird shit going on. There's some, I, you know, what is happening? Like he hasn't, he hasn't gone to the point of realizing like how crazy it is, but he knows something's wrong. And so was that a buddy going across our backyard? Yeah. I've seen a couple of them. Cute. We normally just have birds. Um, Squirrel. (laughs) Squirrel. Bunny. 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 Squirrel. 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 Ball. Um, So, so he goes to this, this, this shrink who he's already skeptical of, right? He's already like not trust. He doesn't trust this guy. It's not a great therapeutic. And he gives him the only copy of this tape. Yep. Right. So obviously the tape gets changed. It Smooth disappears. Move back um, then the therapist gaslights him and is like, I, you know, I think you're experiencing paranoia and, you know, just basically just you're wrong. What you're, what you're seeing is wrong. What you're hearing is wrong. Yeah. Everything is just, everything it's just, that you think is wrong. Head, it's all in your head, bud. So he starts, he starts, you know, kind of fishing around and there's all these scenes where he's, he's apparently running for a, for student council or something during this time as well. And, and then there's all this other kind of side plots and stuff going on, which really don't contribute to the when ultimate the, story at when all. When does the super hot honey pot come in? Oh, right. Yeah. So he meets, so, so there's this, there's this girl, uh, uh, Clarissa, uh, who just takes a liking to bill and no, starts- no, no. She doesn't just take a like a liking. She's a super hot female that starts to get super close physically and psychologically to him. She's a honeypot. Oh, you think so? She's a honeypot. But she's not though. You think she's trying to drag to drag him in? Because honeypot. Because I don't think in the end. In the end, I don't think she is. I think I she's. Think, I think she actually likes him, right? Or she started off that way. I think she was put on a mission to get him to be food for society. Maybe. So Maybe. they could feed off of him because you know not everybody. You might be in right. Society. Because in the end, she ends up like liking him, yep. like actually, but then she falls him. for him. Right. You know? And so she, so she yeah, doesn't she, want to deliver the food to society. And this is a uh, Della. Oh, what's her name? De- uh, Della. She is. Let's see if I can find it here. I gotta come find her name. Cause she, Oh, Devin DeVasquez is her, is her, is the actress's name. She plays Clarissa Carlin in the movie, uh, former playboy playmate before she, before she did this movie. Um, and did a few, a few other things like soap operas and some other stuff afterwards. Yeah. She's definitely society's but honey she's, pot. she's pretty hot. She yeah. Goes so out. she, so on the beach scene, right. When she's out with the beach, she, that's where there's a couple of scenes. She's in the got movie. the delicious bikini. Is that what you're she saying? She does have a delicious bikini. She has a delicious eighties <laughs> bikini on. Um, would so that she bikini had, look as good if her head was on backwards? Well, so, and her boobs were on. Backwards. So we get there, right? So he ends up going to Ted Ferguson's party. Right, Ugh, fucking Ted Ferguson. And Clarissa, this 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 uh, this girl brings him this honeypot. Sure, we'll call her the honeypot. Um, she ends up, you know, finding a reason to get him upstairs, and they they bang it out. Yeah. Um. And but at one point, like he's he's like underneath, and he and like something's off. He feels something weird, and then he rolls off the bed and he looks back, and her her like torso is contorted and weird and all kinds of shit. And, Everything's fucky. And then when he stands up to like go back to the bed and be like, what the, 
everything's back fine. to normal. So again, he's like, same thing with the sister, right? The, this, these, there's some weird shit going on, but he, he thinks it's all in his head or he's not sure what's happening, but he's starting to go deeper down the rabbit hole of this paranoia of, of everybody around, around him. him. Right. Um, Oh, we didn't even talk about the, we didn't talk about the creepy intro song either. It was oh, we'll a really good creepy you intro song. It. At some point. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to plug it in. I bet you it's in the trailer. I haven't mm-hmm. watched, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't listened to the trailer yet, but we'll, I'm sure it's probably in there somewhere. We probably should have listened to the trailer before we started the show since it's, uh, it's always good to intro into the trailer, but whatever. We're not professionals. Eh, whatever. We're just sitting around in our living room talking into microphones just for fun. Um, so anyways, this all this whole movie comes to its its crazy ass conclusion. Would you say that it comes to a head? It comes to a head. Lots of heads. Lots of heads into one. Into this this just You've seen Human Centipede, it, it, right? It can't even. It's worse. It's wor- well, it's worse than. Well, I don't know if it's worse than Human Centipede. That's it's true. Pretty gnarly. That was that was pretty gnarly. It's more. It's more fantastical and just fucking off the wall. Like you can't even. If you haven't seen it, you can't even put your your mind around it until you until you see it Go or see your it, mouth so around you can't it. I should say. Um, you can't even put your mouth around it. So basically, the the <laughs> spoiler alert. The the whole point of this movie is they're raising the family is raising this kid raising bill uh to be food i guess yeah for society for members society society is this is this secret group of the ultra wealthy uh that literally feed on the underclass and 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 they're and they're uh aliens i'm guessing yeah. i guess that's kind of what it comes down to they're aliens uh of some kind weird sex cult aliens like they always are why are aliens always in a sex cult yeah I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, are we projecting as humans? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Do you all want to be in a sex cult? So what, what ends up in the end is, is like, he comes into this, he's in his house and he, he's like all paranoid. He's got a knife. He's like got a knife in his hand or something. I don't know. And he gets dragged. All of a sudden he gets grabbed and dragged into this, into a big room. And all of the people that he's been interacting with is his schoolmates Therapist, the therapist, uh, mom, you know, dad, the, sister, the, the judge, the the sister, the, bro, you know, the, the mom, the dad, the sister, and they're all they're all part of this. This they're all part of society. This is like the Truman Show. Yeah, and he's worse. and he's and he's the meal. So they all start, and I think there was somebody somebody there was else somebody there. else they were feeding on. I think it was at the, the moment the, the dude who brought him the tape, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, he, we thought he was dead earlier in the movie, but he turned out he wasn't. No, he's just food. And. uh and they were feeding on him. And so the way they feed on him is this is what they called shunting. The Ugh. great shunting is what this, this scene was called. They're like, I Why'd guess it was what the event was called. Huh? Why'd they have to call it that? I don't know. That was Brian Usna's the shunting. philosophy. Um, shunting is actually a railroad term. What does it mean? Uh, I think it's the hooking of two cars together. Or Ew, something that's like, why. Something like that. Yeah. Ew, that's creepier. Yeah, and there's a there's I think there's another uh, definition. Oh, there's a couple so of creepy. different definitions. So literally, well, yeah, the shunt the... that drains all the stuff from your brainstem. Um, no, you know, a shunt. Right, is you, something that if you have to a, drain like spina bifida or something, you you get a shunt put in right that that drains fluid. Um, that's another shunt term. But uh, the shunting in this is literally putting their lips and morphing into a giant ball of each other of, of big league chewy chewed big league chew. Yeah. Um, and just sucking. They look a little bit like the mascot of like 
the University of Kentucky. <laughs> what is the mascot of the University of Kentucky? The, I like the mascot of the Reno Aces. The Hilltoppers. Actually. Oh, or the Aces yeah. mascot. Oh, man. You remember when he had that phallic tongue to oh, yeah, first? Big time. And it used to come out and lick people? So apparently the, the, the inspiration for this scene, the shunting scene, was partially like Brian Usna's nightmares. I guess he had a nightmare that was similar to this. Yeah, this is my nightmares. But then also uh, Salvador Dali's painting called The Great Masturbator, uh, which I think is freaking hilarious that it's called the great masturbator. But if you see it, you'll see why if you've seen the movie and you see the painting, you'll understand why, um, that it was an inspiration because it's a dolly and it's a big morphous pile of goo. That's just melting and weird. Um, why but is it, it called the masturbator? I'm guessing that's so dolly would have you looking at the painting going, going why is it called, is the, it great called masturbator? the masturbator? <laughs> Cause it's surrealism, right? Or, um, so yeah, but this movie's nuts. It's bonkers. It's crazy. Um, but it's all about the fear of, you know, lower classes, fear of the upper class, you know, especially right now with all the conspiracy theory shit about like reptilians and, you know, all these secret Denver societies, international airport, harboring <laughs> Denver international society. airports and the, and the reptilians, um, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's a perfect, it's kind of perfect for, for that people who are, who have that like fear of these secret, you know, that, that really everything's just this secret cult. Society waits for you. Society waits for you. That's a creepy intro song. <laughs> oh, so the doctor at one point, so there's a couple of quotes in here that I got to get because I'm not going to have time to actually record them. So I've, I've got to get to some of these quotes though. But there's one time when he's in the doctor's office and, uh, and he says, doctor says, how do you feel about your family now in light of all these recent victories? My family? Bill says, yes. Um, nothing. I mean, I don't, I don't think about them. They don't think about me. We're just one big happy family, except for a little incest and psychosis. <laughs> uh, there's another scene where, where, oh, the scene, oh man, the best scene is like, he gets away from the big group of when they're during the, the shunting smorgy. and he runs upstairs and he runs up to his parents' room and his parent, his mom and dad and, and sister yeah. are all they're shunting in each other. I guess um, dad's face is in his butt and, and says something about like, now I'm a butthead because he had called him a fucking butthead or something earlier. It looks like someone took three claymation characters and like smashed them together. Yeah. And his, and his sister, his sister says, says, Bill, if you have any Oedipal fantasies you'd like to indulge in, now's the time. Ooh, yeah. Here's the psychology behind that one, folks. <laughs> wow. Ooh. It's going to take us a while to unpack. And then, and then there's the famous, how do you like your tea? Cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? That was, uh, that was Clarissa, uh, his, uh, honeypot chick. Oh yeah. Um, which, which that's my favorite line. Oh gosh. How my... do you like your tea? Cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? My favorite line is first we dine, then we copulate. Oh, that's <laughs> or that's right. the hotter and wetter you get. The more you can do. Oh, that was in the that was in the tape when she, when she said, yep. uh, when, when, "The hotter and wetter you get, the more you can." That do. was right after she said, "Guys are gonna pop high ones when they see you." <laughs> you just can't you can't <laughs> write this stuff any better, folks. This was a wonderful, wonderfully written movie. And the creepy song in the beginning apparently is like the 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 school song for some back east preppy ass school. 
that's still to this day that's their like yeah. that's like their school Be- song because that's what they do behind closed doors. Yeah, we've seen the administration accusations against the Full House lady. Right, Lori Laughlin. Yeah, yeah. She's Next a, thing you know, she's a shunter. Next thing you know, it's because she's shunting the UCLA. That's why. Well, know, that's why that head. all this stuff happens. They're all shunting each other mm-hmm. and with each other, and that's that's how this stuff happens, man. That's how you end up with all this this crazy elite corruption. This is why we can't have nice things. So apparently, when this movie came out, it was a big flop in the U.S. Um, I wonder why. But it was huge in Europe, and and I guess pretty good, pretty big in Japan. I know it was big in Europe. Um, and Joe Bob said when he did this last week, uh, he said, he said, you know, he said, I just don't think people in the U S were, were ready for a story about upper class snobs who have a secret sex organization in Beverly Hills. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, apparently. So, <laughs> um, but that is society. Great. That is job. the great, the great Brian Usna film society that literally the last 20 minutes are probably some of my favorite last 20 minutes of any horror it's pretty movie. Pretty vile in history it is it is complete bonkers and i love the spe- the special effects the practical effects are just out of this world incredible. go watch it on shutter go it's on watch, shutter yeah it's on shutter with joe, joe bob's Bob. commentary again yeah. his commentary need, really adds a lot it's like four bucks a month i don't know why you're not you don't have it already if you like horror movies it is uh it's well worth it especially with joe bob back now doing a regular show for sure so that's it, guys. That is our uh, that's our episode today. Anthropophobia, 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 Am- whatever it is, anthropophobia. anthropophobia, the fear of society and the movie Society. Uh, we're gonna be back soon. Hopefully, it won't be more than it won't be more than two weeks. We'll we're gonna definitely promise you that we will try to get recordings out, episodes out. You know at least every other week. You heard it here, folks. I think in baseball season, it might have to be every other week, but we'll try. We'll try to do every week as much as we can. Yeah. Um, Cause I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's just finding time to, to, you know, watch the movie and do the research and edit and copy edit and, and blah. And then copulate and <laughs> shunt, shunt, shunt our way There's through the episode shunting to be done. There's much shunting to be done. So with that, uh, Until next time, guys. Stay afraid. Stay very afraid.